0: Welcome to Joy Sounds, music you need to know, presenting the brightest, emerging, and breaking artists. This podcast is about who's next and who you will want to follow. And who knows, you might discover your next favorite artist. Here's your host, Chris Sampson. Thank you and welcome, everyone. It's great to have you for another episode of Joy Sounds. Today on the show is one of my favorite bands, Oku Doxage. Oku Doxage is the brainchild of Eric Radloff, And in collaboration with producer and drummer Scott Heiner, they have basically thrown out the playbook for how one launches a band in 2019. And I absolutely love that. Whether it's the almost unpronounceable band name to the way they write songs and record records, everything about this band is unorthodox. Yet, everything has musical and emotional depth. During the show, Okudoxage will play three songs live from the Joy Sound studio, folk rock song 1, Rock bottom and looking back. So it's my pleasure to introduce you to Eric Radloff and Scott Heiner of Oku Doxage. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Tell us about the origins of this project.
1: I was in a band called Bear Attack, and that band ended. And I think I was kind of going through some sort of um, artistic creative crisis of some sort where okay. I'm like, I want to. I have to put stuff out. You know, I just want to keep on creating things. And I had been writing stuff sort of in a new style, sort of um, just kind of like weirder, shorter things. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to make it alone. So I reached out to Scott over here and I said, Hey, can I show you some music and maybe you'd be interested in helping me produce it? Okay, cool. So then... He liked it, and then we just kind of
0: started playing music together. It sounds like there's a great deal of spontaneity though in either the production or the songwriting. It seems like it comes
1: fast, yeah, yeah, for sure um the the songwriting um I write I write all the songs um and then I'll make like a really quick demo, kind of a crummy demo, and then. Send them all over to Scott, like a lot of them, and then um, if he's picking up on them, um, he'll you'll sort of just listen to it and sort of like for, if it, if you feel it like the first time, you're like, oh yeah, and if not, yeah, I
2: sort of have a first impression. Okay, basis um, reviewing process for, for these particular songs. Yeah. I just have, feel like with his songwriting, I it kind of it's either gonna affect me in a certain way on the first listen or it just is not and so I'm always kind of looking out for that feeling Yeah, which is with other artists or if I'm listening to other music I don't always respond to music in that way sometimes I'm like hmm this is interesting but I need to listen to it a bunch to kind of figure it out I feel like with his songs for me it's just like I either... Think it's like a really great one that hits me, or just it just doesn't. So that might
0: contribute to the spontaneity, or at least again, how how spontaneous it sounds is that you're making sort of quick decisions.
2: I think that is uh, a guiding principle for the whole project. Yeah, a lot of instinctual yeah. decisions. That just what feels good right now, and let's not let's not question it. Yeah, I think we were both coming from a place of making music um, where there was a lot of questioning and a lot of analysis, which is, for some people is the way to do it. But I think we were both growing frustrated by that part of the process um uh from second guessing arrangements to second guessing tones, and then especially on the post production side like
0: you can get in your head really easily, can't you
2: The yeah. editing, the tuning, all that stuff, yeah, getting super nitpicky we were just Mix we were this. trying to throw all that out because it was we thought it was maybe getting in the way,
0: yeah, yeah, and if i if I got the story correctly, you almost recorded these records in record time. You did them yeah. quickly, right? Very yeah. Quickly. How, how long? How long did it take?
1: Um, the first one, was So the first one is ten songs, and it was recorded in two non-consecutive days. Um, and mixed. And mixed on this on the same. So five songs wow. recorded and mixed in one day by Keith Armstrong. Keith. Um, and then we came in a few months later and did the the next five.
2: And the second album is was three consecutive days for is it ten songs again? Twelve. Twelve songs. So again, you're
0: capturing the moment. That's, that's yeah, the idea. That's it, yeah, you're Just come moving on, getting getting mm-hmm. what you need and, yep. and not overthinking it. Yeah,
2: yeah, we thought the idea was to to um, give ourselves a time uh, constraint so that we didn't have the, the possibility to Isn't overthink it. Isn't it
0: weird that parameters actually help with that? Definitely. <laughs> you know, and it's strange that if you give yourself two days to record something, you'll actually get it done yeah. in two days. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's a powerful tool.
2: It is, yeah. are other parameters were no... Um, no, like quantizing or editing after the fact, and no tuning of vocals. So
0: okay, so you set rules for yourself.
2: Those were the rules, yeah. We just yeah. want to we want to see because otherwise you go down the rabbit hole of oh, will I move this kick drum hit? Like I guess I should move that one too. Right. And then before you know it, it's all in the grid, and you're like, oh, that's not really what we were trying to do. But right. yeah, yeah. we just didn't have the self control or or the 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 taste to know how to do that like just to a nice degree so we were like all right let's just not do it at all
1: <laughs> and it uh, it sort of worked from me making the demos and sending them to Scott I mean it just sounds lazy on the surface of it but like if I make a demo that's kind of crappy and I send it to him and he's still feeling it then we kind of know that it, when we record it and actually have it sound nice yeah right then it will work
0: it'll carry it'll definitely work yeah <laughs> yeah at least that was the very cool. Yeah. Um. And there seems to be, even though it's not overt, I can hear a little bit of a storyline thread, um, in the lyrics. Um, is that intentional? They they seem to be connected. They are. All
1: the songs are, to a degree, autobiographical. Uh, very autobiographical. So, okay. so not
0: just to a to a degree. Yeah. I almost very I
1: want to say that just to kind of like. So I can like take something back if I said it, but no, basically anything in a song is pretty (laughs) literal, Yeah. which also helps with, um, lyrics. I'm writing something and I'm like, this is literally how I'm feeling right now. Right. Um, it's coming from my perspective. There, there isn't really a character perspective in any of these songs. Um, so that kind of helps with the consistency thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sort of just documenting like my feelings, um, and what I'm experiencing at the moment.
0: Yeah. And then when I put, yeah. And then when we put it out. And talk about literal. Um, yeah. You even have a song that's titled Folk Rock Song One. <laughs> that's that's pretty literal. Straight <laughs> up. Yeah. We don't sing that in the song, though.
1: That, we don't right. Sing. Well, of course. Just,
2: just a description of, yeah, it's of just the a label. general aesthetic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't.
0: Yep. So, do you want to hear that one? Yes. Why don't we do that? We've got Nick Petro here as well. Yes. And yes, we so do. uh Scott and Oka Doxage are going to uh, play a uh, folk rock song one. And let's talk about it afterwards. Great. Right. We'll okay. Let's, so let's do hear this.
3: I'm tired of all the talk about them. I want to build a bridge again. And while live might not be the... Yeah.
0: Yes, I hear it. I hear folk rock song. I see where the label came from. But but I, I'm struck, though, the lyrics are a lot deeper than that. Uh, yeah. So um, give us some insight, even though the title is extremely just sort of uh, literal and self-description. It's sort of cheeky. It's a cheeky yeah, title. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's uh, Don't Take This So Serious. Um, but yeah, uh, the song is about... It well, it's kind of starts out about forgiving friendships, you know. Like, I want to build a bridge again, great, even if there have been hard times in the past. I think it's worth it because I've, I've personally value old relationships, yeah, almost for the sake of it. Which, um, sort of like once I have a friend, I, I try to keep it, but then, um, but yeah, and then the song just goes on to talk about, um, how it's hard to try when things keep falling apart, sure. But then you just gotta power through it.
0: Yeah. That's kind of what it's about. There's, I get an overall takeaway of gratitude. Yeah, um, throughout the whole, I guess the message. I like this stripped down sound too. This is um different than the recordings. Yes. I, I, in a way, this trio setup. And I assume this is how you guys are playing live, right?
2: Yep. Well, so the recordings, they because we went so fast and we did keep it simple, there are some songs that are that are pretty basic in their instrumentation. Right. But there's a lot of quirky kind of sounds and production in there too. A lot of character um, that we tried to like uh, impart into the songs in the studio. Um, and I think the idea for the live approach, which, which we're still working on in terms of really dialing in what the best way to do this live. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the idea is that it doesn't need to be the record. You know, some, some bands try and recreate the record right. live exactly, which is cool. Some bands, you get a different experience, different energy, and, and that can be really cool too. Maybe a little jarring at first if you're used to hearing how the album sounds and then right. it, you're getting something different. But if you do it correctly, I think it can be a, can be refreshing to hear a kind of a different take on the
0: songs. It, it comes across as the same theme of the immediacy that you were kind of looking for in the writing, in the production. Now it's live. It's just like guitar, bass, drums. Boom. Pretty yeah. straight up. Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: yeah. We're not doing electronics. We're not doing tracks. Yeah. Um, you know it could be it be cool to have another guitar player or something but it's yeah. also i think the ideal way is that these the songs i like the songs so much like i like the lyrics and the melody so much if we can just set a rhythm section up to support that it should be good you know and if Absolutely. we can get it really tight as a just yeah. like kind of a trio that that could be really cool yeah yeah
0: and it's a great test of a song if it can kind of um stand on its legs with that just sort of skeleton um Arrangement like that, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I do have to say, um, I've been a fan of your writing for a long time, and in particular your melody writing, and this kind of lets this this really come across. Um, I I don't know if you can put into words how you approach melody writing, but I've always thought that that was uh, a gift that you have. It just comes to you so naturally.
1: Thanks, Chris. I love good melodies. Yeah. because so, I think. For me, when I hear a good melody, I think it's kind of like a rare, beautiful thing. So that's what I hear for when I'm listening to music, first and foremost. Um, so I think I've always been drawn to melodies. I try, I try not to really force um, melodies. Like I'll, sometimes, like I mean, I, I write, I make myself write, and try to pull things out. But if I come across something that I think is like a good kind of like little idea or yeah. rhythm, yeah, I'll kind of let it sit in my head for a few days and I'll like, I'll come back to it and sing it out loud and kind of hear, hear what's going on with it. But, um, I try to let it, I try to like coax it out. Like if I can sense that I, that I think it's really good, then, then it'll just kind of come out. I also, I think I played a lot of classical music when I was little and I like finding like a simple idea and then just kind of developing
0: that. I can hear that. Yeah, I can hear like the melodic motifs that sort of unfold and and, and develop. So yeah, yeah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. In the recordings, also, I hear um, a spirit of experimentation. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I heard some. It sounded like original voice memos mm-hmm. work their way into some of the recordings. Yeah, yeah is that, did I hear that correctly?
2: You did. The start of the most recent album um, is. Uh, a voice memo of the first time that Eric played me, the song that the album starts with. And I, I found, apparently I found it to be funny. So I started laughing <laughs> at it <laughs> and we just thought that was a nice way to sum up the project, you know, which is me laughing at Eric's songwriting or something like, and then, and then it, crossfades into the studio yeah, version yeah but essentially
0: um, inter- in that one song you can almost hear your entire process right yeah a exactly. crappy demo and it morphs into something that's a little bit more polished a little right? less
2: crappy yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you guys laughing at each other exactly there we go okay exactly yeah. if you're looking for the secret of ogudakuj <laughs> that was it
2: song one of bless you is where, is where you can find it yeah.
0: yeah yeah i think um
1: we will prepare um the songs uh so, we know we can go in and perform them in the studio and have like a quality thing. But what is, what words do we use? We like leave room for studio magic. So, we don't go in like meticulously prepared with like, this is going to be it. the tone. This yeah, is yeah. going to be what we fill in here. We have like the skeleton and most of the meat. And then we're like, we'll, we'll throw in and something whatever. there. Yeah. We'll do, we'll figure something out. It'll be fun. It sounds
0: like fun.
2: Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of, um, there's some good arguing, arguing happening in the studio.
0: Good, fist um, fights. Any? Uh, any uh, it's usually yeah, blows it's, or anything like that. Yeah, I would. I mean, yeah.
2: if it had to, I would. Okay, it's, all right. It's usually me trying to rein in some insane idea Eric has, but he takes it just far enough for it's a to actually be cool so we find a good balance but I'm the more skeptical one in the studio about like alright let's, like, let's not actually go down this road it's an important yeah. role <laughs> but we end up going down at halfway and it's like pretty cool
0: that's cool yeah. that's good and this, this next song that you're gonna play for us Rock Bottom yes and uh-huh. uh, what should we listen for in this song? Um, this
1: one is I was feeling pretty alone at the time and I've sort of I don't know. I usually don't do this, but I was sort of like looking around at things in the world and I was sort of just complaining about them. Mm -hmm. But they're Mm -hmm. things that I think everyone is kind of sick of. Um, You know, like, uh, you know, I like I had my addictions. Like I was smoking cigarettes. I was being I was alone all the time. I wasn't I don't know. I wasn't being a good friend or partner and I was just kind of tired of it. So I talk about that. I talk about the news. I'm over columns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, every single thing is rock bottom. Um, that's how the news feels to me. Yeah, everything yeah, I yeah. see, it always is like, oh, the world's gonna end. Yeah. Um, but then I. But then like the chorus that keeps coming back. If you're lonely, then you're just like me. I feel. I feel like that's sort of the crux of the thing. Like I'm alone, and I'm experiencing
0: all these things alone, and I think that's why I feel so tired of everything. So we're gonna actually give. Uh, Scott and Nick a break, and you're going to perform this one by yourself. Yep. So this is Ogodoxage Doxage with Rock Bottom.
3: I'm over secrets cigarettes just like me If you're lonely then you're just like me
0: That's a beautiful song. I love that song. Thank you. Yeah. So, um I got to ask you about the name. O- <laughs> Oku Doxage. Yes. So, okay, let me make sure I got this correct cuz I'm I'm sure I mispronounced it like several times You've during the been show. Great. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's O K U D A X I J. Yes. Okay. So, that makes you guys like like if a fan wants to keep up with you, they got to work, man. Yep. They got to they got to like know Yeah. Oku Doxage. Yeah. They yeah. got to be loyal.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they got to work for the name. I like to say the name is sort of a password because if you type it in <laughs> anywhere on the internet, there's no other real estate vying for that, You, you those own eight letters. Your trademark I, is safe. I think this is kind of common with people my age and younger. Um, I made up a name for a video game character when I was in college, and I wanted to make just the worst name. So I picked, I was like, oh, what would be the next worst letter? Oh, I'll do an X. What would be the worst thing to follow an X? Oh, an IJ, that'd be so bad. So made this name. And then my uh, housemates, they would see me playing this game. And some of them started calling me that name. It stuck. So it sort of just became, it's almost like I invented my own nickname, but then people,
0: people put it on me, so... I embraced it. It's interesting. It seems like this project really didn't have too much of a concern about things <laughs> like um, the name sticking with people, right. or you know, um, the, the typical, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, branding. It really yep. is not. It's it's not part of the discussion. It really sticks to the music, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it
1: was sort of started at a really low point where it was trying to. It wasn't even trying to be punk rock. It was just sort of like. I want to make these songs for myself. I want yeah. to put this out and I think the name and a lot about it represents the fact that like I really didn't care what anyone thought of it. Really didn't care at all.
0: And so, is this a response again to what you went um through before with previous bands and things like that? Do you think the pendulum swung? Ah, uh, probably cuz yeah. I'm sort of
1: I'm sort of coming back from that cuz you know, you put, a, you put, a, you invest a lot of time and energy and heart into a project and you care so much about it that yeah. then you almost want to just, and it falls apart. So you almost want to say, oh, well, screw it. I'm just going to do something. And well, I, re- I don't
0: care. Right. Like right, a defense. Right, I don't care. Right. You're protecting yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it started out as that. But then I think that sort of punk rock thing coming through people kind of like people dug it.
0: Your upbringing seems to be vastly different than Los Angeles. Yes. And if that kind of has worked its way into your writing or you as an artist, is that is that sort of an ingredient?
1: Yeah, um, and it's funny you say that too because I found that the songs I'm writing now, they sound a lot, they sound more and more like music I wrote when I was like a kid. You know, I kind of just wrote what I felt like writing. I wasn't paying attention to structure. I wasn't paying attention to what was very cool on the radio or anything. Yeah. I just kind of... S- and I kind of just started writing stuff like that at a young age. Yeah. Which I thought was freeing. And then I come to USC and I study um with people who, you know, know what's up and they know what's on the radio and they know what's cool. And so I absorbed a lot of that, you know, writing kind of more standard yeah. songs. Yeah. And then I don't know what it was. It it feels like I'm kind of going back to what I wrote as a No, kid. but
0: I love that. I I I think that there is an arc that happens with education. You get that information and then you have to you have to leave and process it for yourself. Yeah. You have to kind of make it your own. That now we probably got the an interesting hybrid from what you wrote prior to what you've absorbed and learned and obviously been in the LA environment. You probably heard a lot of stuff that is seeped into your artistry. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This next song, "Looking Back." <laughs> yeah, it's
1: almost it's so obtuse with like <laughs> how autobiographical it is. So, if I had to put if I had to put the story together, the first the first album is called Head, and it that was like my darkest hour of my life so far. It Got it. Depression. It was, yeah, uh, you know addiction and and, and loneliness. Mm. And then um I came out of that and I had some scary moments along the way. And then in hindsight I, I start I got like kind of spiritual. I got I kind of started digging down to my roots. I okay. was raised I was raised Lutheran and I, I was raised religious. So I started reading religious stuff and you know, I, I just read a lot. And that's sort of what the Bless You album was. It was sort of me picking up the pieces of um of and I'm in a very long-term relationship. I'm getting married soon. Hey, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, that's happening in a few months. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. It'll be great. And I so <laughs> but to go back to the negative, <laughs> it's great now, but <laughs> I had to pick up the pieces of that relationship. I had to um sort of pick up the pieces of my life and put it together again, and it was very positive. And it was almost... The Bless You album was sort of forcefully positive mm-hmm. in Got hindsight. Yeah, where I'm yeah. like, try, you know, I'm being spiritual and looking at things in a new light. And then now we're recording soon, I think in the summer, to make um, album number three, probably with a similar process. Yeah, Go and bang it out in a few days. Great. Um, and a lot of the songs are kind of... They almost feel like a hybrid. It's a more realistic album. The... um overall the love is there it's positive yeah but it's not it's not this like kind of i'm gonna be positive no matter what it's like oh it's like oh crap some real stuff happened i'm sorry let's move forward it's like a there's a level
0: of acknowledgement yeah self-awareness it sounds like yeah Yeah. definitely let's have scott and nick join you again and uh, we'll listen to looking back so this is looking back by ogudaksage
3: Looking back on where we've been, I take back most things I said, though I meant them then. Yeah, we gotta fix out, speak the truth. You with the way you don't, me with the way I do said things to cause you pain. You said things to make me change. So we never talked. That's how we lost our trust. I was obsessed with death. You were obsessed with Things to make you laugh. We left a couple scars, but I can't believe I look. Now we can finally sleep. Now we can finally fuck. Yeah, and we dance forever. And we dance forever. I can see us years from now Rocking chairs and talking about A couple stupid kids Trying to make things last Those were the good old days Sitting there looking
0: outstanding and it's nice to hear that you're feeling better yep (laughs) and i appreciate these three songs kind of taking us um through a storyline through that narrative so so that's good and a lot of good things are ahead for you yeah man personally professionally all all kinds of things so what do you see as next peroku doxage you said Uh, you got a recording coming up. yep
1: yep, yep we're recording um so that's that's really exciting. Um, we've been playing a lot of shows, which has right. been very cool. Yep. Mo- the most shows we've ever played out, which is always great. You've got your records out on Spotify. Yep. Okay. They're so, on so our Joy
0: Sounds listeners can go check that out.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. Head and bless you. And then hopefully
0: there will be a third one this year. The band name, the project name, Oku Doxage. <laughs> You're killing it. Yeah. With the name. Yeah. So Thanks to <laughs> Nick Petrio. Scott Heiner, and of course, Eric Radloff of Ogu Doxage. And we'd love to have you back, and uh, we'll see you uh, when you're playing around town, okay? Yeah. All right, thanks, Eric. Thanks, Chris. All right, bye. Be sure to subscribe and follow Joy Sounds wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on all social media platforms using the handle at Joy Sounds Music. Are you an artist who would like to be on the show? Visit the contact page of our website at joysoundsmusic.com for more information. Until next time, this is Joy Sounds, music you need to know.